Hello, and welcome to Truman's Tunes Late Night 80s Rock Show with your host, Truman Bartman. Truman will take you through a variety of classic rock hits that are sure to get you up and out of your chair. The only place you can listen to this masterpiece is on CMRU.ca by students for you. What is going on, everyone? My name is Truman Bartman. Your name is your name. And welcome to Truman's Tunes Radio Show, the 80s rock show where we play you the best hits from, of course, the 80s. Come along with me as me and my energetic personality take you on a rocky ride through some of the greatest rock hits. On this journey, we'll go beyond the music and take a deeper dive into both artists, tracks, and albums, all from the 80s. So without further ado, let's get right into it. You're listening to Truman's Tunes on, of course, CMRU.ca. By students. Looks into you. some food that was big around the time of the 80s and or food that was coming out and very popular and I found things like Sloppy Joe's to be big and and a couple of other things but there were specific specifically a few snacks that I, I looked into and I was able to find. Jello Pudding Pops was one. Never heard of them. Never seen them. They were to- said to be big. Chocolate covered Twinkies. Now I don't think they were specifically from the Twinkie brand but they looked like them. And uh, controversial opinion here, but I'm actually a very big Twinkie guy, so I would have enjoyed those. Uh, Planters Cheese Balls. Uh, I know there's cheese balls that you can get at Costco today, but Planters, the peanut company, obviously they had their own brand. Hot Pockets were said to be big. Hubba Bubba, another thing. But there's also been some foods like Hubba Bubba that have made a comeback in our generation, uh, as well as Sun-Dried Tomatoes was another one that is making a comeback that was big back then. So... Why do companies discontinue foods? Well, well, the first part of it is obviously a money issue, but I'm here to vouch today that, that companies should at least once a year bring back their most iconic snacks that they've discontinued. Because obviously, a lot of these things we don't, we don't have today. Like I said, I've never heard of Jell-O pudding pops before. So in my opinion, companies should not be getting rid of some iconic snacks like these ones. Why would you get rid of something that is a, a top selling item? McDonald's in the 80s actually, as well, I mean, McDonald's is, is very good, came up with an idea to supersize their food. And what that means is basically order, you, you order your regular order, you get a large and everything, but if you supersize it, you get a little bit bigger. And this actually became almost illegal in the US because of the consumption that some people some people were eating the full supersize which it wasn't really meant for one person it was meant for kind of a family or everyone to have and so me personally never got to try a supersize meal i would have loved to try one even though they're they're very big and and of course they still have the the regular those items on their menu but you've taken the fun out of it for me i i want to try some some jello pudding pops come on so i and making a proposal all major companies that are listening right now because there's definitely major corporations listening right now uh please bring back some of your your products from the 80s your products from whenever if you've discontinued them let the future generation be able to try them because i think it's unfair that we have to see pictures of these items and we have to be told about some of these items and we don't actually get to experience that for yourself I mean, you tell me, what's more fun, going to a, uh, a theme park and actually going on the roller coaster or having your neighbor tell you about how great the roller coaster is? It's obviously better when now you experience. we have a very, very special guest with us tonight, the one, the only, my father, actually. So my dad is here to answer a few questions about 80s rock and the era of the 80s. Dad, how are you doing tonight? Good, how are you doing? 
pretty good. Up there, perfect. Can you hear me loud and clear? I can hear you loud and clear. Perfect. So, as someone who didn't grow up in the, in the 80s like me, it's obviously tough to gauge what things look like. So, I'm just going to be asking you a couple questions tonight. And, and as someone who lived in the 80s, what influence did music have on the trends that went, went on back then, such as fashion, dances that maybe came about, maybe phrases that were used because of music? Were there any specifics or... Yeah, specific trends that, that came from the 80s due to music. Well, first and foremost, I can think of things like uh, hairstyle, uh, things like mullet or backcombing, and uh, some both male and female kind of hairstyles, and, and clothing from baggy pants to, uh, to parachute pants. Um, yeah, for the most part, music, I think, set the trend for, for um, almost everything uh, that I would have, uh, that I would have, either dressed like or sounded like uh, based on some of the music that was happening at the time. And so the overall scope of, of people in general uh, went based on those trends as well. It wasn't, it wasn't just you and your certain group. It was everyone for the most part. For sure. Yeah. Things like television and movies, of course, but music wasn't music was involved in all television and, and movies. So whether that was soundtracks that came out of movies or were, uh, or bands that were on television shows. um, Yeah. The, the music was behind uh, was a, was behind so much of of any trend that came out. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, and now, obviously, technology wasn't a as big of a thing back then as it obviously is in today's age. So, with the development of technology and and how that's came about in today's society, how do you feel that technology has impacted uh, the uh, the music uh, music in today's society as opposed to music in uh, society back in the 80s? Well, I think technology is always relative, right? Um, uh, you know, in the 80s, technology was uh, um, having a, a Walkman or the idea that MTV was now playing music videos on television. So um, I think technology has always been a part, whether that's going from an acoustic guitar to an electric guitar to uh, how music is presented. But I think technology has always advanced music or maybe music has always advanced technology yeah that's for sure because obviously people are able to uh and and as we talked about trends before able to follow those trends as technology has become bigger and going along with that do you feel that that the themes within the lyrics of music or uh the themes or lyrics within music have had an influence on maybe behavior of certain individuals who listen to that music or the decisions that uh individuals would make based on what they hear in songs do you feel like that that music impacts people in a in a negative way or makes an impact at all or if it or does it not really impact people well i think music really reflects both the best and worst of society or society in general um so um sometimes music propelled some of the worst things that were happening in society or it called out some of the worst things in society um, and and the good you know it could have been good but often it, it propels some of our some of our uh, weaknesses um, and uh, yeah so for so for me I think um, I've always seen seen music as as a as, a, as the something that showed what was happening in our world and and you just had to look to music or listen to music to see what was really going on around you yeah for sure for sure very great answer there i i don't i can't think of even anything that that could have been left out of that uh within today's music industry and i know you touched on this a bit earlier with with uh, 
I know you mentioned a Walkman, but in, in today's society, obviously, we have things such as uh, such as Apple Music and Spotify and SoundCloud and all these platforms where music is is super accessible to people. And it, it's made it tough on the radio industry, especially to survive, because obviously people have all of their favorite songs right within their pockets. So do you feel like going forward, the radio industry may take a hit? Is it going to be okay? What do you feel like the future of radio really has in store with all of the readily accessible uh, forms of music that are now available? Well, I, I, th- I think radio has already shifted, but as, as, as you've seen with something uh, or um, uh, as um, serious serious radio, there's always a need for people to interpret or tell the stories of the music. Um, so you interpret and you, and you showcase things that are happening in music. So I think there's always going to be a place for radio and the people on it, um, again, to help, to help tell the stories or link the stories that sometimes as, a, as an outsider we don't necessarily look into. And, and, and so listening to the radio or uh, listening to someone who's on the radio helped me uh, bridge some gaps. I think that will always be part of, uh, be part of music. Yeah, for sure. And, and I, uh, when thinking of how to come up with that question, I, I kind of picture myself in the studio and as, well, will this be a thing one day? Well, what's going to happen to it? But you make a really good point that, that there needs to be people to obviously share opinions on that for sure. Uh, dad, thank you for your time tonight. I really appreciate it. That's all the questions that I have for you. Uh, and I appreciate you calling, and this was awesome. It was a really fun to do this with you. We are fortunate enough on this episode of Truman's Tunes right here on CMRU.ca by students for you to have a very, very special interview and a very special guest with us at that. He is the one, the only, my roommate and a personal friend, Brandon Perry. Brandon, thanks for being here. Thank you, Truman. It's good to be here. Okay, Brandon, so I know you have enjoyed 80s rock for quite some time, and it's one of the genres you definitely like. So I'm just going to start things off here with the genre of 80s rock and and what impact you feel as though the genre of 80s rock has had on the music industry as a whole. I feel like 80s rock is one of those genres which has affected so much about our culture and just music in general today. I Because I know a lot of people like new generation like you know like younger people like i know i grew up listening to it and i know so many other people have grown up listening to it just listening to the same music that their parents used to listen to and so many people can get behind it and relate to it and it's just uh it's just a such an impact on so many lives and especially the music industry i personally believe without 80s rock the music industry that we see today wouldn't be the same. For example, there's bands like Coldplay, which, you know, I believe found their identity in 80s rock. For example, uh, with Violet Hill on the, it's on the uh, same album that Viva La Vida's on. Yeah, it's tough to pronounce the name. I think it's a tongue twister. Well, we'll we'll give you that and there. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, and that has, it really sounds like 80s rock and from their from their base and having that kind of 80s rock sounding music of course they had other songs that didn't sound like 80s rock 
and of course I could be totally wrong with this, this is just what I personally hear in their music, but they've gone on and they've started to create, especially with their newer albums, they've created a whole new sound, which definitely affects so many other artists today. And, you know, not only specific artists, but like 80s rock also affected genres. I strongly believe that without 80s rock wouldn't have like the punk rock genre with bands like Blink-182 and all that. Yeah, for sure. That's a great comparison that uh, 80s rock has not only impacted people with its specific genre, but other genres in the creation of music in today's world, for sure, and moving forward into the future. Why do you think that 80s rock is often the choice of music at, at say, a sporting event or a venue of entertainment as opposed to other genres? I feel like 80s rock is a genre that really brings people together. It's a genre that so many people can get behind. And like I said in, when I was answering the last question, the like, it kind of has that generational, it's intergenerational, I guess. Like different generations listen to it and so many people can get behind it and listen to it. Like for example, other, uh, other genres just wouldn't work so well. Like, for example, rap, country, and let's say, um, like, music from a different country. Like, people don't exactly, from a different country, wouldn't understand the music, like, let's say, Mexican music. The rap, some people might not like all the swears in it, and it just might not be their type of music that they enjoy listening to. In country, there's the slang that people use all the time, and... Out of all those like types of music, country is definitely the most hated, but it's 80s rock. It's something so many people can listen to. Everyone, almost everyone knows the lyrics and it just unites people as a whole. Everyone can sing a song and support their favorite team. Yeah, for sure. And specifically even at a hockey game, you notice a song like Sweet Caroline being played and everyone in the crowd singing along. You got the 17 year old, you got the 85 year old, the 40 year old, and even even the little eight year old kid who is who's singing along to Sweet Caroline because it's one of those old 80s rock songs that accompanies everyone and everyone knows. And that's the real thing about the big thing about the 80s is tons of people are able to gravitate and connect with the music as opposed to, like you mentioned, those other genres that may not appeal to all. Brandon, we got one final question here for you today, and, and I'm, I'm going to take this one to the personal side and ask, how has 80s rock personally impacted you as a person? So, 80s rock, and I, I, I'm i not sure if it could have been in the 70s that this song came out, but uh, when my grandma passed a few years back, there was, at her funeral, played the song these are the days of our lives by Queen, and it was just, or well, days of our lives by Queen, and it was just, it was just really impactful. It's something that, you know, struck a chord with me, and it, it was just really sad. But I mean, <laughs> besides the sad part, you know, 80s rock, like, I, I grew up in it. Like, shout by tears to fears. I would always be sat in the back of the Chrysler town and country. Just listening to Shout by Tears for Fears. I'd bug my parents. I'd be like, Dad, Dad, please, can we listen to Shout? And 
I just love it. And my, my dad built behind me with it. We, like, he calls me in to his office whenever I'm back home. He's like, Brandon, just sit here with me. We can have a good while and just watch old music videos, 80s, you know, whatever genre we listen to. It mainly ends up going back to 80s just because, you know, Tears for Fears have some, he, there's this one specific music video by Tears for Fears that he loves, but to me, the uh, most impactful song in the 80s. I, I know it's just how it personally affect me, but shout, that just, I, I grew up on that, man. To have people tune in and listen to me, I just want to say thank you very much for taking your time out of your day. You could be doing a lot of better things with your time, but you've chosen to listen to me, so I appreciate it. Thank you very much.